0: A hallelujah uh, This afternoon we are going to be uh, Speaking very briefly About one aspect of uh, Receiving miracles from God it is, very, it is a very important aspect In fact it is um, One aspect that you will see Very visible In the earthly ministry of Jesus And that is um, Speaking the word Hallelujah um, It's not a trivial Um, It's not a trivial step, it's a very important step But we'll be uh, dealing with this topic just over one message Before we go on to uh, the other steps And then we'll come back to it later on We just want to use this to lay foundation before we go into prayer And um, I've titled it um, The Prophetic Power of Your Words Hallelujah Uh, one thing we need to realize is that when Jesus was confronted with situations on the earth, when he was confronted with sick people, people who needed a divine intervention, one common factor you will see across all these encounters was that he spoke words. On some occasions, he did other things, maybe like um, mixing uh, clay with a spittle. Uh, taking the man you know, outside the village, asking him what, I mean, to describe what he could see. Uh, maybe touching a dead person that was being carried um, to be buried in a coffin. Or speaking to Lazarus to come out of the grave. But one thing you would always notice, or maybe when it came to the woman with the issue of blood, or the Shunammite woman, or the centurion. There's one common factor across all those miracles. He always said something. Hallelujah. One way in which you release the miraculous power of God into your situations is by speaking words. And when we say speaking words, we're not just saying just we're not saying just any kind of words, but we're talking about words that are directional, words that are on purpose. And words that have an origin in God Hallelujah You are not just going to speak anything But you are going to speak the word of God The word that has its origin in God The word that came from God Is the word that you speak into your situations Hallelujah And then last week we Uh, Spend some time dealing with the aspect of praises, and uh, one of the things that will help you in channeling your words properly is when you have spent time thanking Him and praising Him. And as you begin to look at that situation, the power of God that is around you, you begin to release it into that situation through the vehicle of words. The Bible says that God inhabiteth the praises of his people. So when you praise God, the power of God is generated around you. The power of God is in action, is present around you. But the way in which you can channel that power to your situation is by speaking words. The one aspect of praise that I actually uh, thought I would mention last week, which I didn't mention, but I'll just you know, mention it quickly in a few minutes and go on, was, you know, all through last week and the week before, we were mostly discussing situations that, you know, maybe you've prayed about, which means that you have a situation... Um, at your, on your hands that you want a change to occur, you want a change in that situation, you want something to change about that situation and the fact that you are able to pray about that situation and believe God concerning that situation means that there is still a possibility for, of change in that situation, no matter how terrible that situation is but then again, there are there could also be some situations in which there is possibly um, maybe nothing else to do. Uh, say an example could be like a bereavement, for instance. Maybe a bereavement that has been passed. And, th- I mean, you, you are not in a position or you are not in a state where you are believing God For that kind of situation to change Now there is something else Again that praise will do In the life of the believer Now you see When If I take a piece of paper And light Maybe kindle a fire And decide to burn that piece of paper Now that piece of paper In the next five minutes Is going to disintegrate And turn to what they call ashes Now the Possibly in the natural I don't I can't figure out any scientific way Of putting ashes Together To reconstruct the piece of paper That existed Before the ashes Came out of it So it means that when you look at the ashes Of something You are looking at that thing In a state In which it can't possibly be put back again So, it's like when you pack the ashes of the paper, how on earth are you going to reassemble those ashes to make those ashes resemble the piece of paper that was initially burnt? Um, Naturally speaking, I don't know of any scientific way to do that. And you see, what I've just described there is a type of a situation in which you don't have... The faith or the mechanism or the opportunity to be able to put back together again. Hallelujah. But there is something, even in the midst of ashes, there is still a provision of God for us as we praise Him. The Bible says that it gives us beauty for ashes. So it means that even if you have the ashes of a situation in your hands, even those ashes present them to God in praises. Lift them up to God in praises. And the Bible says that God will substitute those ashes for beauty. That God will replace those ashes with beauty. And you see ashes don't actually look beautiful. They are very dirty and you know there are things that you you know you, you, you sweep up, you pack up and you go and throw away into the bin but he says that he will give us beauty for ashes. So it means that if there is any situation that has been turned into ashes, that is something that we don't see how, or more likely there is no opportunity again for it to be turned around you know, by the stroke of a miracle, that you present it to God in praises. And He says beauty. He will give us beauty for it. He will take those ashes away from us and He will give us beauty for it. Hallelujah. And this is one thing that we, we we need to be aware of, you know, as believers or as Christians, that if such situations From time to time have come up In people's lives And they have this thing that okay Because maybe they even try to believe God In that situation And it even didn't work out it didn't work out as they expected. It didn't work out as they believed God for. Many people feel a sense of defeat. Many people feel a sense of non-achievement. Many people feel a sense of shame. Because you've told people that you believed God for something. And it looked at that situation big. and it became irreparable. That situation could not be repaired. Maybe for instance, some people believed God that... Maybe a relative who was ill or sick should get healed. And ultimately, that relative died. That relative died, was not raised from the dead, and that relative was buried. Now, I I can say it bluntly because it's happened... To, I mean, many people across the time and when people go through that kind of a thing, they begin to think that, ah, okay, they missed it. They begin to think that God was angry. They begin, in fact, people, they begin to feel ashamed in the presence of people who saw them believing God for that situation to change and it still did not change. The Bible makes it clear that God gives beauty for ashes. So if there is anything that has turned into ashes in your hand, you can get it exchanged in the presence of God for beauty. Hallelujah. You can get it exchanged in the presence of God for beauty. I remember many years ago, uh, we had a mis- there was a miscarriage in our family. And it was such a painful experience. It was very painful. And it just looked like the whole end of the world. It was very Painful, and I just remember that even within, in the midst of that pain, we, I just made that decision that Lord, we're still going to serve you, and we're still going to keep praising you and keep worshiping you. Now, that situation on its own was not reversed. That particular situation, that particular scenario, was never reversed. But what happened, um, a lot I mean all. As time went on, that opportunity came again... For, uh, f- for her to be pregnant And then we had a child Hallelujah But now looking back at those times As much as we remember That those days were painful And those days were filled with We were, you know, filled, were filled with anguish in our hearts On those particular days But we look back now And we can see that God has Exchanged our ashes for beauty He has taken our ashes away And given us beauty For ashes, so you need to understand that if, if for any reason you have ashes in your hands today, out of any situation, then you should begin to praise him. You should begin to worship him. You should make that conscious decision to praise him because he will change those ashes and replace them with beauty in your life, so that when people. When you look at that situation When you look back at it All you will see coming out of it Is the beauty of God Hallelujah And, it, and in fact If you are if looking for a scriptural reference For that kind of a thing, You look at the life of David for instance David had um, And um, illicit relationship with a certain woman and you know it was also it was all very messy because he had a relationship with that woman he got a husband killed in the battlefront and then the woman also then got pregnant on top of it again and then the woman had a child and then the child fell sick and then David was you know on his, face, I mean, on his face before God you know, praying, and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying you know believing God that that child should not die and should not perish but after a few days it became apparent that that child was definitely going to die and the child died and never got raised from the dead so I mean everything looked like boy I mean yes definitely he was the one who caused the whole thing but when you look at it it was like everything was ashes Judgment even came upon sections of his household because of that incident as well. So it didn't look good at all on every front. God was angry with him. But if you now check through the genealogy of Christ, you will discover something that Jesus Christ, our Lord, Master and Savior, actually came from and um, as part his genealogy passed through David. And that particular woman Hallelujah If you check through again It passed through David and that particular woman So you would have thought that Okay, if if at that time In, in his wisdom In his infinite wisdom God was about to choose Grandparents Ancestors For Jesus Christ How come Of all the women That could have been in David's life It was that particular woman that he chose. That, I mean, couldn't he just have avoided controversy? You know, (laughs) couldn't he just have avoided controversy and chosen, you know, a well-behaved woman that we never heard anything wrong about? But who did he choose? He chose David, and he still chose that same woman. And it is out of that same woman that Solomon came, and, you know, other people came, and... The rest is history today. So we see here that God has a way of turning ashes into beauty when we are found in His praises. Hallelujah. So we we'll just um, go on to the prophetic power of your word. Let's turn to Second Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. And what has happened here, the background here was that there was a famine in the land. And... This famine was so severe That women got together To actually Agree with themselves That look, you know what Um, On one particular day You kill your son We cook him up, eat him And then the next day He cook mine up, eat him So I mean that was bad That was really terrible And it was that kind of it, 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 It was that Kind of hardship you know that people were going through them Then I'll read from verse one, Second Kings chapter 7 Then Elisha said Hear ye the word of the Lord Thus saith the Lord So the first thing here Is that there was a word from the Lord Remember I said earlier That we are talking about words That have an origin of God That's words that came from God They are not our own words But they are words that came from God And he goes on to say Thus saith the Lord Tomorrow about this time Shall a measure of fine flour Be sold for a shekel And two measures of barley for a shekel In the gate of Samaria Now there is a prophecy here That look Tomorrow, food that we didn't even, we couldn't even see today. Now, it's a different thing if, we, if there was food to eat today, and it was now prophesying that the prices will go down by tomorrow. But now you have a situation where the food didn't even exist. And now you are prophesying that not only will the food exist tomorrow, not only will the food exist tomorrow, but that it is going to be sold at this certain price that will make it affordable for people to buy. Now, if you look at this scenario well, if in a country you have a scarcity, a complete, total scarcity of something, even if there is an announcement that they are going to import maybe like a food item into that country, it is definitely not going to be cheap. Because how is he going to go around Within such a short period of time So it's not going to be cheap But then he said It's going to be sold for a shekel And two measures of barley For a shekel in the gate of Samaria Then a lord On whose hand The king leaned Answered the man of God And said Behold If the lord will make windows in heaven might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. So what this man did was that even if God made windows in heaven, that how can this thing still come to pass? If you remember in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, the Bible talks about us, uh, bringing our tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God so that there can be meat. And then he went on to say that, you know, if, that prove me now and see if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So here we are seeing that God was making a commitment. ...under the old covenant... ...that as people... uh, ...presented their tithes and offerings to him... ...in the house of God... ...that the heavens... ...over their lives... ...will be opened... ...and the effect of the heavens... ...over their lives being opened... ...was that blessings... ...were going to pour down... ...on their lives... ...but this man was saying... ...that even if God... ...opened those windows that how can these things possibly come to pass? So here he got it wrong. He he got halfway down, but the remaining halfway, he was completely twisted. Because the issue here is that the windows were actually closed at that time. So that was why there was no food. That was why famine was over the country. But now, once the windows are opened, then the miraculous begins to flow into the lives of the people but then I was now saying that even if God opens the windows as in even if God flexes his muscles even if God does his thing it still cannot come to pass so that was when the prophets now kicked in and said alright what you just said now you will actually witness it with your eyes you will see the windows open you will see the blessings come down But you will not eat out of it. Hallelujah. And then, at this point, we want to take a pause. God's word has come unto Elijah. Elijah has spoken God's word into the earth. Not only has he spoken God's word onto the earth, the word that he spoke has also been challenged. That, okay, how do you think this is going to happen? Even if God opened the windows of heaven So not only was Elisha challenged Even the God that sent him was challenged (laughs) Was challenged that even if God decides to swing into action it still cannot come to pass Hallelujah So we take a pause there So God's word has gone to Elisha Elisha has spoken the word The word has been challenged But then what next? What next? Let us begin to see what happened. So at this point now, we, we don't hear of any more activity. We don't hear of any more activity on the part of Elisha. And what this means is that after Elisha had spoken that word... There was nothing else in the natural that Elisha could have done to make that word happen. Hallelujah. And that's the lesson here. The lesson here is that when we speak out the word of God, situations, we might be speaking this word into situations in which we, there is nothing left for us to do in the natural to make that word come to pass. Hallelujah. What it also means is that situations will come and you are going to take up the word of God and speak that word into those situations and yet there is nothing left for you to do in the natural to make that situation come to pass. After he had spoken that word, I don't imagine that Elisha knew what else to do to make that word happen. I don't imagine that Elisha knew that, okay, there was food somewhere that they could easily go and import the following day to make that word happen and come to pass. He spoke those words and left those words there. Hallelujah. And that is how we are supposed to treat the word of God. There are situations in which there is nothing left for us to do in the natural. We speak those words and let those words run their course in the spirit realm. Nothing left for us to do. Nothing we can possibly do to help this situation. Hallelujah. Maybe there are things that you could have been doing to help the situation, but in this case, there was nothing we could do naturally to help the situation. Because the issue of rain and the issue of those things, those, um, those dynamics were in the hands of God. So there was nothing they could do in the natural to make those things happen. But then from the next verse, after that word had gone forth, the spirit realm reacted to those words. And how, this is how the spirit realm reacted to those words. Some lepers that were not visible to Elisha and possibly not known to Elisha swung into action. On something that appeared to have been completely unrelated. And that is how the wisdom of God operates on the earth today. When you speak those words, and because those words are inspired of God... And remember also that under the new covenant The Bible says that all scriptures are given by inspiration So if you have a revelation of the scriptures That is the word of the Lord unto you That is the inspiration of God unto you That is the prophecy of God unto you So when you speak those words into your situation The spirit realm begins to react to it begins to adjust certain things begin to happen people you cannot see people you cannot touch people that are remote to you begin to swing into action over those words that you have spoken hallelujah angels begin to swing into action Over those words that you have spoken. Demons also begin to swing into their own kind of action over those words that you have spoken. Of course, actions that will further I mean that will will confirm their total defeat in that situation, they begin to swing into such actions. Hallelujah. And let's just find out what the lepers were up to here. Verse 3, says, There were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? And then I'll just skip over to verse 15. And he says, They went after them unto Jordan. And lo, all the way was full of garments. Now at this point, what had happened was the... Uh, the the lepers decided to go into Samaria and into that place um, uh, into the Jordan and, and into the territory of the Syrians and they also felt that look, I mean there's no point if we're going to die, we're going to die I mean, as lepers they really didn't have much to look forward to anyway so they just thought, look, let's just get out of here and go to the, I mean, to the territory of the Syrians and find out what's going on there and by the time they got there the Lord caused a sound to be heard by the Syrians and they thought that it was soldiers and troops coming for them and they left everything they had and they took off they left everything they had and they took off and the lepers got there they found food there they found things that they could eat and um, in fact they were completely flustered as to what they could do with all this. So what they did was that they came back to the land of Israel to inform them that look, we found such and such a place here and everything was just there on the ground and everything. So even the children of Israel were a bit skeptical that our hope is not a trap that is being set for us here you know, and all the rest. And by the time they did their investigations, um, there we get to verse 15. And they went after them unto Jordan and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels, which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to The word of the Lord. Did you see that? According to the word of the Lord. So we see here that God's word is precise. God's word is accurate. God's word is to the point. So it means that when you have that revelation from scriptures. And you speak it into your situation. And you make that declaration into your situation. It will come to pass exactly It will come to pass exactly as you have said it. Hallelujah. And that was one principle that Jesus always used in the Gospels. When he came across sick people, he always spoke to them. He spoke words to them. He's, even the people that had used their faith, he still spoke their words to them. He said, let it be unto you according to your faith. So he always spoke words every time he ran into situations like this. And this Begins to show us the lesson Behind the power of words That look you have Prophetic power in your mouth Today and this power Is not confined to Elijah And Elisha in our days But is now made open To believers People who have been united with Christ People who have now born again and who are filled with the Holy Spirit who now have access to the word of the Lord and what is the word of the Lord the word of the Lord is contained in scriptures that are revealed unto us by the Holy Spirit. And this is not an exclusive preserve of teachers and prophets and pastors, but it is open to every believer. There is prophetic power in your words. There is prophetic power in your words. And as We begin to get into this, and begin to get more conscious of this, we can speak words that will positively affect our future, we can speak words that can turn around situations, situations that appear to be stubborn, situations that appear not to be responding. To anything else. We can speak words to them. We can say things to them from the word of God that will cause them to respond in a way that will, you know, shock our natural minds. Hallelujah. Now, this was so quick, so quickly after that word was given. And what had happened, it got into the heart of the lepers to go out into the land of Syria and then It must be some angels or whatever God did that whispered and those people heard something. They heard all kinds of noises and they took off and then the miracle happened. And this is not confined to the days of the Old Testament. As we speak those words, as we say things into the air from the Word of God, things will begin to take shape in the realm of the Spirit. People will begin to respond in the realm of the Spirit. Angels will begin to move on our behalf in the realm of the Spirit and start causing things to happen. Hallelujah! Especially if you have a situation that has appeared to be stubborn take some time off to get the word of the Lord from the scriptures and begin to speak those words to that situation. I remember many years ago, I was trying to, you know, get a job. I was trying to break into the financial services sector and it was just stubborn. It was just completely resistant. Hallelujah. And then, I just decided I was going to persist in speaking God's word, but as, the time went, as time went on, it appeared that this thing wasn't going to happen. In fact, one agency spoke to me and said, look, can't you see that this thing can't work? You don't have banking experience, they can't take you, so just forget it and look for something else to do with your time, but I refused and I, I just held on to the fact that if I am speaking the word of God to this situation, it will move, something will happen. Hallelujah. And then out of nowhere, one agency called and said, Well, they're they're looking for someone here. And the person said, Well, that um, they're not going to pay that much because um, that much as they would have paid because they're looking for somebody with no banking experience. Now, all the other jobs were banking experience. This one was with no banking experience. So we will present your CV on this one. And then I mean, I got the job in a nutshell, but when I was there, when, I think within the first week or so, my boss then told me that, look, you know what happened, this department, this business department here, they said they wanted their own programmer, their own developer that will only work for them. And I told them that I don't have anybody that I can give them, that everybody else is busy. And they said, okay, why don't you hire a junior one for us and then bring him into the department and then you assign him permanently to our work? He said that was how that headcount was created, that okay, 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 we'll go and look for somebody who has no experience in banking or whatever, and then you'll be teaching him what your business is all about. He said, so effectively, it wasn't that somebody left that job, effectively, it was in the course of speaking that, look, room should be made up for me in that sector, that it came into the mind of somebody that, okay, why don't you go and employ somebody who has no banking experience and of course that was me because the description fitted me perfectly hallelujah so it means that you can speak words and declare words that are that have a creative nature creative nature in the sense that things will happen things will be put in place that were never in place before to ensure that what you are saying eventually comes to pass. Hallelujah. So it's very it's very important in your work in the miraculous that you appreciate the prophetic power that is in your words, in the words that you speak. And let us read on and see uh, what happened in the course of this miracle. Verse seventeen And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died, as the man of God had said, Who spake when the king came down to him? And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel, and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And that Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto him, for the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died. So what the Bible was doing there was that after the miracle became evident, the king now appointed that same man to go and manage the administration of. Of That miracle, <laughs> I mean, if the man was smart, I think he should have just said, I'm not going, <laughs> no, I'm not going, let me just stay where I am. And but he, he also, he actually went. Are you begin to wonder, did he actually forget what he said? Maybe he should have even repented before he went to go and do such a thing, but whatever he died. And what the Bible was doing there was that the Bible was now reminding us that this is what. The prophet said, and this is the man's reaction. And the Bible says that it fell out unto him, that the people they trod upon him, and then he died. So he actually saw the miracle, but he didn't taste of it. Hallelujah, in the ensuing process. But the lesson that we are learning here is that, you see, for that man to say that, Even if windows open in heaven, how can this ever happen? Now, that man wasn't a fool. He didn't just say it sarcastically. He said it because he was so sure by the way the situation was. The famine didn't just start yesterday. He was so sure that, look, this situation looks so cast in stone. That what is it that God can do That can change it This situation looks so rigid Looks so stubborn That what is it that God can do That can change this situation Hallelujah So it meant that this situation was something that Was so It was like The image I have It was like a tightened grip It was like there was a tight grip of famine over that country. That thing was so, that that grip was very tight that the man said, Ah, even if God decided to do something, how is it going to happen? So he didn't just say it sarcastically, but he said it based on his expert analysis of that situation. Many times we analyze our situations expertly. And then we write it off with our own mouth. Because we may look at that man and think that why did he contradict the word of the Lord that was coming from the prophet. But under the new covenant, a lot of us have been doing the same thing that that same man did. Because if we heard a big noise, boom. The word of the Lord says you will have a million pounds tomorrow. Now, if you heard that, you definitely will not challenge it. You say, Yes. You will come to me and say, God spoke to me. And then you won't challenge it. You will believe it. But when you look at the scriptures, when God shows you something from the scriptures and speaks to you through the still small voice, it appears so ordinary. And then there are parts of your being that are challenging that voice. That are trying to drown out that voice. They are try, trying to drown out the voice of the scriptures in your heart. That is the Lord's, that's, you know, the King's Lord speaking, challenging the authenticity of that word in your heart. Many and you see what happens is that once you allow that to continue, then you are robbed of the power of the prophetic in your life. Hallelujah! Many times people went to the prophet over situations that they had no power over. It's like when people had no power, that they don't have a clue how prayer self can even solve this thing, what they will do is that they will go and look for a prophet. In fact, somebody had said before that, is there no prophet in Israel, which means, which means that is there no one in Israel who can bring unto us the word of the Lord? So it meant that the people believed somehow That even if they did all that they knew to do And nothing will change That if they can secure the word of the Lord Through the prophet Something will happen And that is what we have today We have a word from God That is prophetic And that is the scripture That if we can secure it In our hearts Then we are on our way to the miraculous. Then we are on our way to breaking the back of that bondage finally. Hallelujah. And you have that prophetic power today. I have that prophetic power. We don't need an Elisha to come and tell us, of course, we appreciate the ministry of the prophet in the new covenant, even though the ministry of the prophet in the new covenant is different from the ministry of the prophet under the old covenant. Hallelujah. But on this word that we are discussing, you actually yourself must sit down under the ministry of the word. And once you receive that word, that is your prophetic power that has come. And when you speak that word, speak it into that situation, that situation will begin to respond. And look, the way it will happen will be totally beyond you. How could I have known that somebody needed a new headcount in his department? I didn't even know that that bank existed. In fact, the when they called me, was the first time I heard that such a bank existed by that name I didn't even know that they existed so I couldn't even have been you know confessing that Lord I have a job in that bank I have a job in that bank I couldn't even have known you get but all I just knew was I was just speaking from the scriptures that I believed had been revealed unto me And then that opened up. The windows of heaven opened up and something happened. He says, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven, might this thing be? But let me tell you today that as you speak that prophetic word, the windows of heaven over your activities will open. Hallelujah. And then let's begin to round up now. Hallelujah. I made some notes here that I just want to read to you as we close uh, when I was meditating on this scripture the first note I made here was that the situation was humanly impossible to resolve a lot of times when we pray and we decide to take things to God in prayer or decide to involve God in those situations many times we involve God in situations that we have calculated that okay, it just might be humanly possible To resolve these situations But this On this particular occasion It was humanly impossible to resolve This is something that We need to absorb Into our consciousness That even when we have Situations that are humanly impossible To resolve It is possible To get the power of God To resolve those situations Then the second note I made Was that the prophet saw And heard the word of the Lord And he also spoke and declared it Which is that as a believer You need to take time To see the word of the Lord Seeing the word of the Lord means Receiving revelations from the scriptures Allow the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your understanding To the possibility of your situations changing Through the teaching of the scriptures And also the next thing that the man did Was that he spoke that word unto the earth So it means that when you receive revelations From the scriptures It is also your duty to speak those words words into your situation and speak those words into the earth. Then the next note I made here was that the king's man correctly analyzed the situation. That this situation was humanly impossible to resolve but he had no clue of the prophetic power of words. His analysis was correct but he had no clue that there was prophetic power in those words that were spoken. Then also, I made a note here saying that when the heavens are open over the earth, limitations are overcome. So, in those days, when they talked about heavens opening over something, it means that whatever is deemed as impossible, then becomes possible. It means that God himself has decided to personally involve himself in that situation. So when the heavens open, it means that there is a connection between heaven and earth. So it means that power can flow from heaven into the earth. Hallelujah. So that's very important uh, for us to note. And you see, you if you remember when Jacob had that dream, he said the heavens were opened and then there was a ladder that stretched down from heaven to the earth and angels were rising and descending upon it. So it means that when the heavens are opened, there is an exchange between the heaven and the earth. So it means that God's power can flow into the earth. So uh, you see, as you speak those words, as you pray and speak prophetically into the earth, what you are doing is that you are causing the heavens over that situation to open so that there will be a flow of power and a flow of the miraculous into that situation. And also there will be a activity when you speak those words. So angels will be transacting business. Angels will be all over the place causing things to happen. It was actually angels that made those noises that caused those people to disappear. It was actually angels that whispered into the ears of the lepers that they should go and do those things. So angels will be working on your behalf. They will be talking to bad people and they will be talking to nice people on your behalf. They will be restraining bad people from harming you and they will be helping good people to help you, hallelujah, as you speak those words prophetically into the earth. So when you speak words of favor unto yourself, what you are doing is that you are allowing angels to speak to people around you to do favor unto you. You are allowing angels to whisper into the ears of the people around you to give you things, to help you, to, you know, to Give you assistance in any way that you want. Well that's what you are doing when you speak those words. Angels are working on your behalf. Hallelujah. Let me also see the notes uh, that I made here. It says, When the prophet spoke those words into the earth, God's power went forth to arrange the times and seasons and circumstances to make those words happen. So you see, those words have the opportunity to happen because times and seasons and circumstances Will be arranged. They will be rearranged in the favor of the words that you are speaking. Hallelujah! And then also another note I made here was that the scriptures contain prophetic power. A lot of times we don't. Is <laughs> that you look at the Bible and just begin to think that yeah, it's just some things written here. No, those scriptures contain prophetic power. As we study those scriptures, as we ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes To see the reality of those scriptures You begin to realize that When you put those scriptures on your mouth When you put those words on your mouth And you speak them You are actually releasing prophetic power Not only into your life But also into your environment And the scriptures are inspired of God They are the breath of God So when you receive revelation of the scriptures You are actually receiving the word of the Lord When you say that a prophet received the word of the Lord What it means is that he received an inspiration from God. So every time you receive an inspiration from the scriptures, you are actually receiving the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And you see, when those things happen, they would defy all logic. How food became so cheap in 24 hours was an absolute miracle that defied all logic. Then the last note I made here was that heavens opened. When heavens are opened. Angels are in operation. Must have been angels who made the enemies flee their positions in fear and leave so much food behind. Hallelujah. So things will happen in your favor. Things will be arranged in your favor. And you will definitely know for sure that that word that God gave you has eventually come to pass. Amen. So I'll just I'll stop here. I hope we got something out of here. And um, we'll continue On Tuesday with our discussion on how to receive miracles from God. Amen.